Welcome to the Get Clear with Crystal Ware podcast, the place where we get clear on our goals, own our worth, and learn to be the CEOs of our own lives. I'm your host, Crystal Ware, lawyer and former Fortune 500 corporate leader who found the confidence to say goodbye to a lucrative career and start my own business. Now I'm opening up the playbook and sharing everything I've learned to get you there faster. It may not be easy, but it will always be worth it because you are made for more. So put on your big girl pants, jump on board, and let's reach for the stars. Are you ready to get clear? Welcome back to another solo episode of Get Clear with Crystal Ware. And today, what are we going to get clear on? We are going to get clear on how you can build wealth from your J-O-B. That's right. You can build wealth from your job. It's not that complicated. It's not that crazy. It's available to everyone. So it's really popular in news, in podcasting, in the media to go for entrepreneurship, to want to be a business owner. In reality, that is not for everyone. It just isn't going to be the thing that is driving many of us. The number of people that are working in corporate outnumber the number of entrepreneurs, okay? So most of us are going to make the vast majority of our income from a job, whether that means we're the CEO of a publicly traded company, that is still a job. You are not the full owner. And whether you're the receptionist, it's the same thing. It's a job. So don't feel like it's demeaning you if you don't like to consider it a job. That is, in fact, what it is, no matter what level you're at, okay? So there is a lot of money to be made out there, okay? In entrepreneurship, in sales, there is a a famous saying, the riches are in the niches. I say niche. Other people say niche, and it rhymes with rich. So that can, in of itself, be the same thing that occurs with you and your job. The more skills you have, the more specialty you have, the more interesting combination of skills. For example, if you're really good at marketing and you're an engineer, those two skills stack together to make you probably in the top 2% of your field. You know, a lot of people that are good at engineering are not necessarily going to be the kind of people that are built for marketing. So what are your skills? What are they worth? How do you skill stack? How do you create a unique package that can get you paid on the higher, higher, higher end of what's available in the market? Those are all important things in how you leverage making the income. But at the end of the day, there is a lot of money to be made in corporate America, okay? So I posted a week or so ago, I think I posted on Instagram and I know I posted it on LinkedIn, the top five careers from millionaires. And this was a study done by Ramsey, Dave Ramsey's Institute for Millionaires. And this was, um, if I'm recalling off the top of my head, it was like teachers, um, engineers, lawyers, managers. That's kind of an amorphous, large, you know, grouping of job category titles, whatever. Uh, What is a manager? That can mean a lot of things, but it's just a broad category of job. And I think a lot of people were really interested to hear that teachers could be 
one of the top careers that lead to millionaire status. And why is that? Okay. That just goes to show you, that's what I loved about that um, example is that it shows us you don't have to have a six figure income to become a millionaire. Okay. So what, you know, everybody um, after reading that data analytics that came out from Ramsey's Institute, a lot of people had questions about how did that happen with um, teachers making the top five And there was a lot of, you know, going back and forth, there was a lot of not necessarily consensus, but discussion points on how that works when, you know, the average teacher makes between $45,000 and $65,000, depending on where you are in America. And it's because largely uh, teachers know that they're never going to have large salaries. So they are able to modify and be conservative on how they spend money and how they live their life. And secondly, one of the biggest part is their retirement packages and their pensions and how that helps them build wealth over a full career. So if we look at just corporate in general, okay, not everything is available to every person, but a lot is. So the number one way that you can build wealth is obviously the more you make. And that is what I talk to people about all the time. That is what I love to teach everyone, but especially women, because women are less likely to ask for their worth and request a promotion. So the number one way that you can get on your wealth building journey is by asking for what you're worth. Ask for more ask for the top, ask for the upper limits of what you think is available, what you think the market is, or what you think the job band is. Okay. Ask for more. The more you make, the easier it is to build wealth. That is simple math and economics. Number two is what are you doing with your retirement savings? Okay. If your job matches in 401k, that is free money. We could go back and forth and wax eloquent for hours on whether or not you should contribute more to your 401k than what your company matches. But I think pretty much everybody agrees that the absolute minimum should be whatever the full match is. So if your company matches 3%, you should at least be doing 3%. If your company matches 3% and then 50% of the next 3%, go ahead and do 6% because they will match you 3% and half of the other six, uh, the other 3%, which would be on average 4.5%. Okay, if they offer a match of 10%, do 10%. You want to take advantage of every free dollar that is available to you. Okay, that is of utmost importance. Personally, I think with the full amount being something like $21,000 at this point, that's the maximum that you can put in, you can contribute as a employee, then I would say wherever you are, depending, I mean, if you're making 60,000, contributing 20,000, that's a third, that's probably going to be a stretch unless you're a single person. If you're a single person, it may still be worthwhile. But I would always say, if you can put in 10%. That's just my own personal philosophy. I put in more than the 6% match that my employers already provided. Um, But that's up to you where you're going to go with that. 
I always think about as you get up into upper levels of income, you're going to pay higher taxes. So the earlier in your career where you're maximizing the allowable in your 401k and you're you're going to have a better overall payoff. Now, the other part could be said, as you get higher, you are saving because this is pre-tax dollars. Again, we go on and on and talk about that forever, but the succinct and agreeable is to put in the maximum amount that is matched by your company. Okay, free money. I just want to pause and say thank you to all the amazing people tuning in and making this show a success. And to share some exciting scoop, I am opening up for the first time ever, one-on-one coaching. We have two options available, the Executive Edge two-week program and the Career Catalyst six-week program, which will use my proprietary Earn It framework. If you're ready to propel your professional journey, crush your salary goals, or need someone to coach you through a big career decision, let's conquer it together. Limited spots for unlimited empowerment. Links to sign up will be in the show notes and in the link tree on my Instagram and LinkedIn site. See you there. The other way that you can build wealth is by getting stock options. If you are working in a publicly traded company, there is likely a stock option plan um, out there uh, and that that is given in some kind of benefit and bonus incentive for employees. If it was not offered to you at your job, you should ask for it. Ask about what level do I have to be at to um, participate? What level do I need to be at to potentially get stock options? If it's not something that's part of the compensation plan at your job level, you might want to talk to your boss and set the standard. I am an above average employee. I am an achiever. What do I have to do to be granted optional bonus of stock. Okay. You can ask. And if you're not at a publicly traded company, your company may offer other kind of um, ownership type incentivized plans that are in lieu of a stock option plan. Okay. So you can ask even if it's a privately held company. Then something that's similar, but different is an employee stock purchase program. So if you're at a publicly traded company, like two of the companies that I was at, they offered employee, called it SB, uh, ESPP, Employee Stock Purchase Program, where you could buy shares at a discounted rate. Now, whether or not you buy them, you know, there's many factors. You might want to talk to a financial advisor on that. Some would say if you're getting heavy bonus of stock, you might not want to be that concentrated. So you might not want to buy. Um, But if you believe that the stock, the share price is low and it's going to go up or that there is a large dividend, buying at a discount can always be advantageous. You'd have to run the numbers and look at it. That's also something I chose to do. Then on top of that is a normal bonus. What bonus pool are you in? Is there an incentive for you if you're in sales? 
uh, maybe your salary for round numbers is 100,000, but you're in a bonus pool of 10%. How do you get to the next bonus pool of 15% or 20%? Those are things that you want to be asking HR about, want to be asking your boss about, because the higher up you go, the more income you can have. Of course, that's not guaranteed money, but if you get find yourself in a 30 or 40% bonus pool, okay, and you're making $100,000, that's 30, 40, $50,000 additional to your pay. That is a huge amount of money. So don't just think that people are going to talk to you about it. Don't, don't just think that they're going to come to you about it. You want to ask about these things. You want to evaluate your job opportunities based on these additional factors. They're not going to wait as much as your actual salary, but they still contribute a great amount. Um, For executives, for example, oftentimes they will have incentive plans or bonus plans or stock incentives that largely override what their salary is. An executive at a publicly traded company may have a $1 million to $2 million salary, but their bonus incentives might be something like $10 or $20 million. So depending on where you are in the level, that will be aligning with the percent of opportunity of where you are. But the more you know, the more you know what's available, you, the more you know what's at the next level, the more questions you can ask about this because this is where the big dollars start adding up and where you can truly make a difference and build wealth. And then the final part, which is often overlooked, but should be top of mind, uh, especially if you're above 40, is HSA and your health savings account. I was just talking to my dad about this the other day because he only... Um, moved into a high deductible insurance plan when he was later in his career. So he only contributed to his health savings account for two or three years. And now that he's been in retirement for a couple of years, his uh, retirement um, benefits, health benefits are not high deductible and he doesn't have the option to be in a high deductible. So he can no longer contribute. But that account goes with you wherever you go. Your employer usually will seed it anywhere from $200, $500 to $1,500, $2,500 for a family. But on top of that, you are allowed to put in pre-tax money. So that means income that will not be recognized to you as income and you will not pay taxes on it. You can contribute. Um, I don't remember off the top of my head, something like five grand, seven grand, 10 grand per year into your health savings account. I, depending on how long you're going to be employed in a corporate role and when you would have corporate benefits. I don't know that you need to contribute the maximum unless you're, you know, 50 years old, then maybe you want to contribute the maximum to have that health savings account to carry you through retirement. But if you have a high deductible plan and you are contributing to a health savings account for years and years and years, that money is pre-tax, then every single dollar you spend on medical is not going to come straight from your pocket and from your retirement income. It's going to come from your health savings account. That's not going to necessarily make you wealthy, but it certainly will help you out in retirement. And those are benefits that, you know, we see at all levels and sizes of employers. 
even a lot of small employers have gone to offering a, a high deductible plan. So this is something that's available to everyone. And the more people I talk to as they get closer to retirement, the more they feel this is a true blessing and benefit to them and that they wish they could have maximized that more. So there are ways that you can build wealth, whether it's over a 15-year career or over a 40-year career, okay? If you just do the simple math and you make $100,000 a year and you plan to work for 20 years, okay? So essentially, then you're making $2 million over that time and if you contributed 6% and your employer considered contributed 12%, plus if you mix in your annual COLA, cost of living, okay, raise every year, and then you estimate that you're going to get six to 10 points on the return in 20 years at $100,000, you should be close to $500,000 in retirement. Okay, if you have a spouse that is making equal, then in 20 years, that would put you at a million dollars in your retirement account. That's just round, quick math numbers. You know, it could hedge up, it could hedge down. I didn't do the math on what the whole graph would look like if you were getting 3% every year in your raises and if you contributed more to your 401k. That's just kind of a baseline, okay? Two people making $100,000 a year should be after a approximately 20 years, if you're doing all of those things, should be at a million dollars, okay? So that would put you, if you got out of school at 22 years old, that would put you right around 40. That's not bad. If you are a high earner or if you took your $100,000, let's break that down just a little bit further. If you took your $100,000 and you are contributing your 6%, then you have $100,000. You're going to take out your uh, 6% 401k. And then you're going to say you have 28% effective tax rate. Okay, that leaves you with $67,000. You could still easily save another $15,000 up to $25,000 if you have a spouse making equal amounts. And if you're investing that in real estate where you can get much higher yield on your returns or you're investing that in the S&P 500, which averages out to 10% every year, then you you would have another $500,000 in pure dollars, not inflated up or not including investment dollars. So over a 20-year span, that additional $25,000 a year could easily be another million dollars. So it's not crazy to think that from a moderate $100,000 income a year with a spouse making approximately the same amount that you could be sitting close to $2 million by the time you're in your early 40s. So these are realistic things. The earlier you start, the better it is. The more you make, the better it is, okay? But it is really possible to build wealth, create a career you love, work for people you enjoy if you're intentional about it. If you're not and you just let money flow out and you just accept what comes to you and you just stay in a a situation where you're stuck or unhappy or uncomfortable, you know, that may not be the case. But these are real possibilities. And I want people to know that you don't have to be an entrepreneur. You don't have to be a business owner. You don't have to go out on a limb and risk it all 
I decided to leave corporate for many, many different reasons, not monetarily. Um, I actually was making a lot of money (laughs) and um, it was hard to leave because I was making so much money. But I want people to know what the possibilities are out there. And if teachers can make it and be in one of the top, you know, industries or top careers uh, that lead to being a millionaire, um, then you can too. So that's what we have today. Think about it. Look at your financials. What do you need to do? Do you need to work on getting courage to ask for more money? If you want to talk about it, if you need coaching, that's what I'm here for. That's what I love to do. Every dollar that you spend working with me, I know will come back to you. There is so much that you can do, so much within you. Get out there and own it. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you want to create a career you love, get the salary you deserve, and build the confidence to live life on your own terms, sign up for my free newsletter where you'll get actionable tips to raise your worth, build your wealth, create freedom, and create a life you absolutely love. Head over to crystalwaremedia.com to sign up or click the link in the show notes and join thousands of others making their dreams a reality. Whether you're just embarking on the journey or well on your way, the Worthful newsletter has something for you. See you next week.